Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. dedicated to Henry Farmer. In the years of the primal form, the dawn of terrestrial birth, man mastered the mammoth and horse. Good afternoon, good evening, my friends. Welcome to Andrew Days Anonymous, the Tuesday episode, the shorter, sharper, sweeter version of my Friday grumpy self. This is Alan Averill, um, your hostess with certainly the leastest, or whatever else you wish to say. What am I going to talk about today? Well, let's get it out of the way. The sponsorship of the show is from Metal Blade. Um, you can go to IndieMerch.com, I-N-D-I-E, as in your much-hated indie music, but IndieMerch.com slash Metal Blade Records. And you use the promo code AA2023 and you get 10% off all your orders. The links are below. What I want to talk about today is, well, basically something that's sort of, um, I suppose, been occupying a lot of my brain space lately. Um, And also, I've done a couple of podcasts on it, which is really the potential influence of AI over songwriting. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I suppose, react to, read through, comment on um, an article I mean, the one I'm looking at here is ultimateguitar.com. I don't know why it's in ultimateguitar.com. But it's under the uh, general music news um, section. And this is uh, WTF, uh, what the F? Nick Cave says apocalypse is on its way, quote, after getting AI track written in the style of Nick Cave. So considering this is kind of in and around about the theme of some of the things I've been talking about, I thought I would go through it and um, just make a sort of casual observations and just comment on it. First things first, um, full disclosure, I'm a huge Nick Cave fan. Um, I've seen him a couple of times live and they must rank as some of the best gigs I've ever seen. And this guy's life has unfolded um, very in a very cinematic way, a very tragic cinematic way, the loss of his sons. Um, you know, he's he's a modern multi, modern musical and cultural icon um, on all fronts, whether it's through, of course, the music, but also, you know, the script writing, the acting, which he proved to be um, exemplary at as well. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a favorite artist of mine. And there aren't many of them left, these sort of iconic figures that um, by and large we can, I suppose, 
those who feel alienated by whatever mainstream music throws at them can point to and go, well, there's a real artist. So on those terms, um, yeah, Nick Cave, I mean, he's the real deal, right? So the singer-songwriter called the AI-generated song a grotesque mockery of what it is to be human. Um, it's a rather extreme way of putting it, um, a lot of people would say. But I get it. I absolutely get it. I mean, we were only talking about this last weekend, me and a couple of my friends, and I just said, in the, the theoretically, in a couple of years, what you might be able to do is maybe Primordial makes an album, or maybe Primordial is making an album now that you don't like very much, and when you get it, you're like, meh. And seeing as it takes us three or four, sometimes five years to make every, you know, between albums these days, you might just, the technology in two or three years, you maybe you have, um, you know, you've got the most up-to-date platform and all that kind of thing. And you go, you know what? I want to take Primordial back to 2000. Here's the subject matter. Here's my cover. I'm going to use this engineer with these amps and blah, blah, blah. Um, program in the whole thing and wake up in the morning and go, well, there's the Primordial album that I wanted. There's what I wanted to hear. And then you can send it to me and I can go, Ugh, this is a, a grotesque mockery of um, what it is to be human, I suppose, would be, I would say something along those lines. Um, Nick Cave has recently made it clear that he's not a fan of AI generated songs, as reported by The Guardian. Um, when a fan named Mark um, sent the singer songwriter a track written by the software Chat um, GPT. Now, as I understand, ChatGPT is just a, it's just lyrical software. So what I kind of don't really understand about this article is it's making out that the song is just the lyrics, um, which I don't really understand unless somebody actually sent. I'm not. Nick Cave has a rather um, old school sort of um, it's like an email blog thing that you sign up for through his website and he talks directly to people and that kind of thing. Um, it's a kind of old school way and it's a good way of being talking directly with your fans because most um Modern platforms don't give you any access to the people who listen to your music. I mean, Spotify gatekeeps access to all of the people who listen to your music. You have you have no way of messaging them with going, hey, we have our own, um, we have a shirt, we're playing in this venue or that venue. They gatekeep that very, very secretively from you. So it is a good way if you're out there <clears throat> and you're thinking about a way of staying in contact with fans. An old school mail order kind of thing is a good idea. But he... Um, I find it a bit strange that they have really just said ChatGPT um, generates words. So it's written the lyrics in the style of Nick Cave. Now, maybe um, I heard on the radio here in Ireland, you know, a DJ playing um, AI written Nirvana song and an AI written, I think, Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Shudder, um, the horror at having to listen to that, but the horror at having to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers anyway. Um, oddly enough, that's that quote from Nick Cave, isn't it? Every time I hear, I turn on the radio, there's some shit playing and it's always the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, cue hundreds of thousands of Red Hot Chili Peppers fans reaching for the off button. Uh, I don't want your patronage. patronage. Anyway, let's get back into this. What am I talking about? Cave addressed the, art the viral artificial intelligence tool in his newsletter. Yeah saying that dozens of fans had already contacted him with songs by the popular software. So people have, so ChatGPT has been pumping out the words. Suffice it to say, I do not feel the same enthusiasm around this technology. I mean, is there really a huge, well, there is an enthusiasm around the technology. Certainly not from artists, though. I don't think there would be an artist around who is viewing this um, in a positive way. Unless, of course, you're thinking to yourself, well, now I, now I don't need 
I need even less talent than I had to make a pop record three or four or five years ago. Theoretically, I can just put in, um, as a taxi driver said to me one time, and it was 10 years ago, maybe he was from the future. He was a, a time traveler. He said to me, all them lads, all them pop boys, all they need to do anymore is just put in the words on one end and the song comes out the other. I went, yeah, yeah, OK. This is, that's about 10 or 15 years ago. Well, my friend, Mr. Taxi Driver, Mr. Dublin Taxi Driver, if any of you have ever visited Dublin and you've been in a Dublin taxi, you'll know Dublin taxi drivers put the world to rights. Well, hey, maybe he was right. Maybe he was from the future because that's what you would do if you came from the future. You could take up driving a Dublin taxi. But he said, um, he said to me, all you do is put in the words on one end and out the song comes. And we're now quite close to that possibly happening. So maybe you are... Um, I don't know, a pop singer, a TikToker, and you go, I think I need a pop career. And you have, the, um, you know, a hundred, couple of hundred thousand followers and you drop a song, but you have had no musical input into that song. You've just literally put in, take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of the other, um, you know, and there you have your song for you to sing over or not sing over as the case may be. But he says, anyway, Nick says, I understand that chat GPT is in its infancy. Well, it's in its infancy for us. I presume the technology is an awful lot further for those who are in the know. No. But perhaps this is the emerging horror of AI. Now, I do agree that in the next five or ten years, we're going to see an emerging uh, kind of horror. Um, I would use that word because... And it's more, not just for musicians and stuff, but for market forces. I mean, the amount of jobs that are going to disappear. Um, and that could be everything from being a brain surgeon uh, to a taxi driver, to a musician, to you think of anything um, now that can be replaced an accountant, a graphic artist. Um, that will be forever. What does he say? Perhaps this is the emerging horror of AI, that it will forever be in its infancy, as it will always have further to go and the direction is always forward, always faster. Well, this is true. That's the point about AI that some people don't really understand, is that it's self-teaching. So it irons out its own um, mistakes. It doesn't need you to point them out, if I'm not mistaken. It can never be rolled back or slowed down. Well, I think this is true. And this is um, this is the point with technology. It's called Baird's Law, isn't it? I think I should have looked that up before I said it. No, anyway, I'm bullshitting. It's not called Baird's Law. That's something else entirely. Um, it is um, the law that technology must progress at twice fold for every length of time for the um, continuation of economic growth or something like this. I'm, uh, look, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Um, this is not the heavy, heavy podcast. So whatever it is, you can look it up and quote me in the um, comments and tell me that it's misinformation or disinformation. However, anyway, Nick says, it can never be rolled back or slowed down as it moves us towards a utopian future. Dystopian future. Utopian future. Okay. Maybe or our total destruction. And that's very possible. I mean, there are many people out there, um, and they're not from the necessarily from the crackpot loony edges of society, who do believe that we are now um, creating um, a technology that can ultimately end the human race, that can ultimately, ultimately through self-teaching, um, decide that we aren't worth keeping on it and that the planet would be a better place without us. I mean, it's entirely... Um, logical and rational um, and feasible for a machine to think that really, isn't it? Um, it can never be rolled back or slowed down as it moves us towards a utopian future. Maybe, I'm repeating myself, or a total destruction. Who can possibly say which? Judging by this song in the style of Nick Cave, though, it doesn't look good. Mark, that's the guy who sent in the uh, stuff. The apocalypse is well on its way. This song sucks. Now, I would have thought 
our boy Nick could have given us a more of an extravagant a literary flourish at the end of that quote, but I will continue. Writing a, writing a good song is not mimicry. Yeah, well, it's not, not mimicry for most people. <laughs> um, certainly not for Nick Cave, but for um, many people, I suppose it is mimicry. But or replication or pastiche, it is the opposite. It, it is the opposite if it comes from an honest place. And that's really what you're trying to do as a musician is to find honesty. And that's, I suppose, the division between what you find mostly in mainstream music, say now compared to 1973 or 1983. It's, it seems less honest. Um, I think that's primarily because it's um, made for um, pre-adolescent children who have yet to, let's say, have the cognizant and brain function to smell a rat in their, um, um, you know, in this kind of music, i.e. mainstream pop music. Anyway, I digress. It is an act of self-murder. Well, self-murder, that's suicide, isn't it? Well, <clears throat> that destroys all one has strived to produce in the past. It is those dangerous heart-stopping departures that catapult the... A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Artist beyond the limits of what he or she recognizes as their own self. Okay, there's a lot to unpack in that, but I, I get it. I mean, what he's saying is just, I think, that um, something like an AI-generated song is the complete opposite of being creative, of being artistic, of the impulse of creativity, of trying to be, um, to you do something original. Um, it's not even about doing something original. It's about, I mean, you can make, you can pick up the guitar and um, make a great, um, you know, punk um, rock song. Um, and it might only take you 20 minutes or half an hour and you've used the chords that many others before you have gone. But it depends about your intent and the energy and the passion, the vitality and the honesty that you're putting into it. So it's not only about I don't think, well, Nick hasn't said it in this 
um, he hasn't said original in this you know, paragraph. He goes on to say, this is part of the authentic creative struggle. Now, I would definitely agree with that. That precedes the invention of a unique lyric of actual value. OK, so Nick is acknowledging here that the chat um, GPT bot is just pumping out lyrics. Um, I'm sure somebody has sent or somebody somewhere has a Nick Cave um, song that AI has created. And this is one of the things that's going to be interesting. I was only talking about this recently with a friend is that one of the first kind of music I think that's going to go and be replaced by AI is gaming music. It's that it's generally quite simplistic and quite um, minimalistic and a few notes, you know, this kind of Niels From kind of music, which, okay, has a huge following right now, but that kind of music is going to be very easy for AI to copy. Um, it's vocalless. It doesn't usually have drumming or um, analog instruments, or it doesn't have to. And I, I have the feeling that a piano track could be duplicated by AI quite reasonably to go behind the um, Nick Cave lyrics that the computer, the AI has generated. Anyway, he goes on to say, um, precedes the invention of a unique lyric of actual value. It is the breathless confrontation with one's vulnerability, one's powerlessness, one's smallness, pitted against a sense of sudden shocking discovery. It is the redemptive artistic act I was going to say arc, which would have been OK, but the artistic act that stirs the heart of the listener, where the listener recognises in the inner workings of the song their own blood, their own struggle, their own suffering. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think every lyric necessarily has to be a breathless confrontation with vulnerability. It can also be a breathless confrontation with one's own, one's own sense of power or, um, you know, I suppose from a heavy metal context lots of other things as well, but certainly it can be alienation and martyrdom and um, struggle and the cultural loss or many, many different things, you know, but you get the general gist of what Nick is saying here. Um, and I, I like the idea of the redemptive arc, the redemptive artistic act that stirs the heart of the listener. Well, that's what art essentially does. And can we really even consider it art anymore if it's not made by a human being? I mean, um, We'd have to call it something else, really, wouldn't we? I mean, digital art, but that doesn't really fully explain it either. AI art. The problem is that for for those of us who, of course, are passionate about music or about creativity or art, um, it's the people who aren't, who maybe are growing up with all this technology, who are, as I said before in the podcast, eight or nine or ten years old, who, when they're 15 or 16 or 17, aren't going to care that their pop music is not made by a person um, and their avatar they're listening to isn't isn't a real singer because it's part of a game or whatever. Are they really going to be that bothered? And that's the problem because you're sort of phasing out the human process from all of this. He goes on to say, it may sound like I'm taking all this a little too personally. Nick, Nick Cave has every right to take it personally, um, especially considering some of the heartache he's been through in the last couple of years. But I'm a songwriter who is engaged at this very moment in the process of songwriting. It's a blood and guts business here at my desk that requires something of me to initiate the new and fresh idea. It requires my humanness. I, I couldn't agree more. And everything we're being pushed towards is um, seeking to remove that humanity from the whole process, because that's what it is. It's creative. The creative process is the attempt of one human to touch another. But what if it's just an AI reaching out um, to touch um, a human or human ears or whatever? Or it's just AI I don't know, generating clicks by reaching out for AI bots to listen to it. I don't know. It's very, I mean, my head spins when I think about that. 
what if Avatar AI music, um, the number of followers it has on Spotify are also AI on their level, listening to the song, following it as well, learning from it. I don't know. Is there a world for Avatar, you know, AI to AI pop music that um, completely removes the human process? I don't know. Imagine, think of that. Wow, my head is spinning now. I might have to go and have a lie down. Um, Anyway, he's here at his desk. Yep. Um, that requires something of, of me to initiate the new and fresh idea. It requires my humanness. I mean, that's it. With all the love and respect in the world, the song is bullshit. A grotesque mockery of what it is to be human. And well, I don't much like it. Yeah, I mean, this is it. So um, here is what um, Chat GPT created. Um you see, again, this article, you can check out the AI-generated track below. That's not the track, it's the lyrics. Um, the track suggests that there was an entire musical accompaniment to this. Um, there must be somewhere somebody has created an AI Nick Cave piano-style song. However, let me read it to you and you see what you think. If you're a Nick Cave fan, see if you can imagine Nick Cave singing this. <clears throat> let me just clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. What's that, Beastie Boys, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, I've been listening to quite a lot of Beastie Boys lately. Just throw that in there. Anyway, okay, here we go. AI-generated track below. In the depths of the night, I hear a call, a voice that echoes through the hall. It's a siren song that pulls me in, takes me to a place where I can't begin. Okay, first off, it's a bit amateurish. Um, Call, hall, in, begin. I can't see our boy Nick um, really replicating this rather simplistic rhyming style. The chorus, I am the sinner, I am the saint, I'm the darkness, I am the light, I'm the hunter, I am the prey, I'm the devil, I am the saviour. Okay, again, rather simplistic imagery that I couldn't imagine Nick um, writing, but I could imagine any amount of um, death metal bands whose English is not their first language using chat GPT to write them some lyrics. Verse two, I walk the streets with my head held high. I've got my demons, but I'll make them fly. I'll dance with the devil. I'll play his game. I'll be the one to call his name. Okay, yeah. Um, Chat GPT, null point. You ain't going to get any um, kudos for these lyrics. Chorus again. Um, Bridge. Oh, it's it's nicely put in a bridge. Um, I've got the blood of angels on my hands. I've got the fire of hell in my eyes. I've got the king of the abyss. I'm the ruler of the dark. I'm the one that they fear in the shadows they hark. Again, eh, null point to the chat GPT uh, bot. But like I said, this kind of reads a bit like um, some simplistic um, death metal lyrics on a way, doesn't it? I could, I could see this on a um, on some Nuclear Blast 1998 release by... Um, I'm not going to name names of particular bands, but, um, you know, one of those bands who had a triple-barreled album title. Um, chorus again, I'm the sinner, I'm the saint, I'm the darkness, I'm the light, I'm the hunter, I'm the prey, I'm the devil, I'm the saviour. Yep, trademark. Um, outro, so come with me to the edge of the night. Okay, I quite like that imagery where the darkness and the light collide. We'll walk the line between the good and the bad and we'll see who comes out top. In the end. Hmm. Right. Come with me to the edge of the night. I mean, it's a bit cliched, but it's probably the best line in the whole thing. Um, so 
There you go. Do you think that was sounded like a Nick Cave lyric? I didn't really think it did, but I can see what the I can see what the AI is grasping for, and it's probably um, learning how to do it better for the next time, and the next time, and the next time. But like I said, um, those lyrics sound like <laughs> some bands that we've all listened to before. I don't know. What do you think? Doesn't really do it for me, but I'm curious to hear where the argument will lie in six months' time or a year's time. Or when we start to see, probably we probably there's a K-pop band out there somewhere already who are just um, avatars um, and their pop music is being created by AI and no human is really singing it and kids are listening to it. Or AI kids, or are they? My friends, that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about. Tuesday's heavy metal miscellany. It's not really heavy metal, it's Nick Cave. But come on, come on. you got to love yourself some bad seeds and... If you don't know Nick Cave, well, I mean, I could recommend it all, really. Um, just get stuck in there. Uh, one of the greatest living modern artists. And if you get a chance to go and see him live and you haven't, go and see him. Go and see The Cure before they um, take too many spins around this mortal coil and are gone. My friends, Agitators Anonymous, see you on Friday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.